0: all right everybody hey. we are back jonathan yes i'm hungry can well, we can we wrap this up and get some grub
1: uh we can take some time because i ordered online
0: oh nice oh i see the little car on there oh my gosh they're uh oh they're just headed to the taco bell right it's fine yeah that's okay so yeah yeah, we got some time time. uh let's wrap
1: yeah what did you think uh i am excited about the the build your own burrito i think that's going to be a really amazing yeah oh that reminds
0: me i um he dropped these on the way out uh these are non-disclosure agreements okay about the build your own burrito uh, so we're going to go ahead and have to, I guess, send a digital version of this out to I all mean, of our I mean, we technically listeners. don't have to. Um, he strongly implied that it was, uh, what's the right word here, uh,
1: legally recommended? Okay. Yeah. Well, it's just recommended.
0: Okay. I mean, I guess we're probably fine. Yeah. Anyway, I interrupted you.
1: No, it's okay. That, that That's about it. Like, I'm just excited about the... the feature of uh, i mean technically having a taco bell buffet Mm -hmm. that's going to be just a wonderful thing i hope it they start like expanding restaurants and having a shoney's-esque buffet of Mm. ingredients that you can just walk in they hand you uh some form of tortilla or you know taco shell and then you just go to town interesting i'm just gonna go with a bowl and i'm just right. gonna fill that shit. Ah, so up. so
0: several options yeah, yeah i'm just gonna yeah, yeah. fill that shit up because i um i think i would choose
1: because it's always been that discussion and we've talked about it before mm-hmm. like which is the better route going with a filled burrito or going with a bowl which yeah. are you getting the most ingredients out of and yeah. we still don't know
0: no uh but i i feel strongly that a bowl is the right answer Bowl is the right answer uh those are just empty carbs yeah Uh, Well, folks, uh, that's going to do it for this week. Thanks for listening. This has been another episode of Do You Call That Food? And until next time, I'm Marty.
1: And I'm Jonathan. And as always, yum, yum, yum. See y'all next time. Hi, everyone. I'm Jessica Hinkin. I'm Laura Wexler, and we're the hosts of the Stoop Storytelling Series podcast. We are a podcast in which you can hear true personal stories that are sad, happy, funny, Sad. Itchy. There's no itchy stories. Why did you say sad twice? Because we gravitate towards sadness. That's not true. It's very fun. You can download us on stoopstorytelling.com or iTunes and you can also find us at the Peak Sloth Podcast Network. Thanks for listening.
0: Alright everybody hey. and we are back and we're delighted to be joined in the studio today. By a, a fast food connoisseur uh, in in extremis, Doug Chatterton, Jug. How are you? I'm fantastic. Kind of just called you Jug. I'm so <laughs> yeah. sorry. I'm just very. I'm nervous to finally meet you.
2: I've heard everything in the drive through lane, so you know, that's that's pretty close. I'll will t- take what I can get. Oh wow. Okay. Do you yeah. introduce
1: yourself in the drive through lane?
2: Uh, I do sometimes. You know, I've, I've gotten around so much. You know, touring the country that uh, some people come out for me now. Uh, Which is, you know, it's humbling.
1: Yeah, no, I don't see that.
2: Yeah,
0: that makes sense. I would try to be on shift if I knew that Doug Chetterson was coming down the line.
1: Uh, The only time anybody ever comes out to see me in my car is when I'm at a Sonics.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Great place. Yeah. Great place.
0: Good place. Good food. Uh, But not the discussion of uh, our chat today. Uh, Doug, uh, I think you're here with a very special message about a very special franchise.
2: I am, you know, I've been I've been writing about fast food for a long time, you know, in, in a general sense, and it just felt like we really needed to spend 400 pages mm. documenting, and appreciating, and and talking about the future of a fine institution of in this country, Taco yeah. Bell.
1: God, such a good institution. I mean, to know that I can take a five dollar uh, five dollar bill with me and walk in, and I can get a whole double chalupa box, it's just wonderful.
0: I'm sorry, did you say Ch- Chalumpa? Yeah, Chalumpa. Like with an M. Is there was there an M in there?
1: I mean, I don't know how to spell it, but I'm pronouncing it Chalumpa. Uh
0: well I'll I'll let the expert handle this. Uh I guess you're used to hearing some weird things in the drive-thru.
2: Absolutely. Uh and you know it, it's it's not well known that it, it originally was going to be the Chalumpa, mm-hmm. but uh the executives at Taco Bell felt like there was a little bit too much overlap with Oompa Loompa and uh oh. you know they they made a game time decision to change it to chalupa, which actually is the traditional name of the the food it was meant to replicate oh and uh you know, the...
0: yeah that's right. well, that's the uh traditional is it uh mexican dish i guess uh spanish Spanish food yeah, I'm not sure most of the the stuff we talk in the show has been so sanitized and Americanized uh through just marketing rehashes and and corporate. Double speak,
2: uh, you know, it's it's been refined down, you might say, uh, for our palates. I absolutely would say that. And that's that's the magic of Taco Bell. They've just done such an exemplary job of taking a whole region of the world and making it into a brand new thing that
1: everybody just loves and enjoys. Mm. Yeah.
2: You don't have to ask the hard questions about where this food came from.
1: I mean, sometimes you have to ask the hard question about where the, the meat's coming from. But I do know that they've done a very good job of, in the past, I would say 10 years, mm. really trying to show that they are a fresh take. Um, I, I would think that they probably started doing that because of the uprise in Chipotle, uh, Qdoba, and places like that.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. Quick service restaurants like, like Chipotle um, you know, put the market in a different place. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, some people have fallen by the wayside. We've seen a lot of other companies like McDonald's struggle to bring fresh foods into the marketplace, right. um, not be su- super successful. Um, you know, it's little known that you know, salad at McDonald's is often, you know, worse for you than a Big Mac. Um, fascinating. Fascinating indeed. And, and Taco Bell's really kind of stepped it up with their uh, their fresco menu. Mm-hmm. Um, they had a really nice campaign uh, where at least one woman lost 40 pounds eating Taco Bell. Wow. Um, yeah incredible and it's it's uh they really reached out to the vegetarian and vegan communities as well uh they're really the best place in the market to get uh non-carnivorous fast food which you wouldn't associate with the taco bell brand uh, but they really carved out a nice niche for themselves there
1: do you do you worry about with, with the vegan and vegetarians uh, sector the fact that it is a fast food place so the kitchen isn't as big as you would uh you would relatively like so you are possibly mixing in the same cooking areas as a meat product would be,
2: you know, generally the the small percentage of of vegans who take their veganism that seriously mm-hmm. aren't within miles of a Taco Bell. Okay, um, they've done a lot of market research on that. You can you can really you know look at the map and see where they've placed their franchise locations. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're very strategic about things like this, and they, uh, they do the research. Okay. Yeah, And,
0: and uh, speaking of research and maps, uh, I've been looking through uh, the editor's review copy of your book, and I just have to say, what kind of genius goes into the, the way they've laid out these cooking stations? I mean, I had a lot of the same worries that you just expressed, mm-hmm. Jonathan, about cross contamination, uh, where, where food goes, how people keep from bumping into one another or, f- or forgetting their tasks. Uh, but just the, the maps of these places are mind-blowing.
2: It really is an impressive feat of engineering. And, uh, you know, you only see what comes out of that crispy wrapper when right. you when you get out of the drive-thru. Uh, but they've got whole teams of operations research personnel and uh, psychologists uh, and just general mathematicians, scientists working at headquarters in California to try different combinations of layout, try different heating and cooling temperatures different material science uh, it's it's really mind-boggling what goes into one of these restaurants and uh, that was a big part of, of what I wanted to research in this book I spent you know six months you know living in my car in California shuttling between headquarters and the various taco Bell locations in the area just to see the different configurations talk with the people who were involved and it's uh you know, it was a it was a pilgrimage for me mm-hmm. and I, I hope that comes through in the writing. And now when you say headquarters, uh, would you mind being a little more specific? Sure. Uh, so Taco Bell has its corporate headquarters mm-hmm. uh, in California. Uh, they do a, a, a wide array of functions that you might not think of when you think of a fast food restaurant. Right. So everything from the app development for your mobile ordering experience, which mm-hmm. is is really um, been pioneered and pushed by Taco Bell. They do a very good job of this. You can order online, on desktop, on mobile. Uh, and check in as you're approaching the store. Really, mm-hmm. really pioneered a lot of good stuff there. Uh, to the actual, you know, the real estate brokering that they have to do to purchase land across mm-hmm. the country, right? Legal, uh, which we know had had come up in some of the discussions about the meat products, you know, in the past ten years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then all of the research from from food to personnel to uh, to marketing all, all sits in that California office. Uh, you know, it's, it's the
1: heartbeat of Taco Bell. I mean, to do this all. And keeping their prices at such a great level that Mm -hmm. you know that you can go anywhere and be able to purchase a plethora of food for a reasonable amount of money, uh, I just think is great. But uh, I want to get your take um, on what is their – what is Taco Bell's biggest feather in their cap? I would say, from my point of view, would be that they've become sort of the house of Mountain Dew. So you can get Baja Mm. Blast. You can get Code Red. It's all – You know, it's all on tap, if you will. But uh, that would be what I would consider their feather in the Mm -hmm. cap. You know, you can't go anywhere else except Taco Bell and get these drinks. And I would say
0: say it's the seven layer burrito, uh, which is a fantastic vegetarian option that you can get there, uh, which is just miles beyond anything you can get from another
2: fast food place in terms of portability and flavor combinations. uh, It's just incredible. I want to take a quick tangent. Just just appreciate your point of view on that. The seven-layer burrito gets derided in message boards and, mm. and you know, the social media, and I'm, I'm with you. It's, it's a remarkable, pure expression of fast food mm. for the reasons exactly that you just described. It, it can be taken anywhere. It's, it's price effective. It's got a wide array of flavors and textures. Uh, just so, thank you, thank you for that. Oh my gosh, thank you for that. Um, but I think you know the feather in the cap is is really a combination of what you both said. It's it's I would describe it as integration, okay. uh, mm. and it's the ability to partner with with various companies. Mountain Dew is, the, is a prime example, and you're know, the parent company associated right. with Mountain Dew. Has brought things like Doritos and Fritos and you know just a wide array of drinks, Airheads now, S- Starburst, uh, and they take all of these different you know seemingly disparate ingredients and continuously find ways to integrate them into their standard product line. You know, the things that you know mm-hmm. and love, the tacos, the burritos, and it just creates a combinatorial explosion that just keeps them moving forward and progressing in a way that other fast food companies can't compete with. Mm.
0: Mm, that's what I'm going to think of now every time I go to that Taco Bell counter, combinatorial explosion.
1: So, yeah, that's a, I'm never going to use that, but you can definitely think about Thank it. Thank you. I'll take it. Uh, I would consider Taco Bell to be one of those locations that is driven by the the alcohol market. So when you get a few drinks in you, I would and I would go a, a
0: little further, okay? And I, and I would say the mind altering substance market. Okay.
1: So if you are in any form <clears throat> of mind altering substance, there there are two versions of you that you want Taco Bell. One late night. And I do know that recently Taco Bell has been working on doing a delivery system, uh, which sounds great because now mm-hmm. you're keeping people off the road. Uh, but then also, oh, and,
0: uh, Jonathan, yeah. that's a watchword for our sponsor this week, uh, Lyft Feeds. Uh, did you know that a third of all Baltimore residents do not own a car? No, I did not. Did you know that most Taco Bells are not within walking distance or safely accessible by transit?
1: I did know that.
0: Yeah. Well, thanks to Lyft Feeds, you can order whatever Taco Bell combinations you want. Hey, it could be seven seven seven-layer burritos and a gallon of those delicious Mountain Dews. And Lyft Feeds will deliver it right to your house. And you know what? You have an option right there in the app to tip the driver if you want. Lyft Feeds.
1: So having also the morning after, uh, one of the things that you... The only places you really could go to get a fast food breakfast are McDonald's, Burger Mm. King. But Taco Bell decided to break into the the breakfast realm. And I think – and I, I'm so happy because they started adding potatoes. So you mm. now have, like, the cheesy Fiesta potatoes yeah. that you can get. Great side dish. But then you also get that, that crunch wrap, that breakfast crunch wrap that had everything in it. Mm-hmm. And it's a dream, you know? Because sometimes I worry about, like, egg McMuffins. McMuffins. I'm just tired of
0: yeah.
1: egg McMuffins. But – a, a breakfast crunch wrap, like the process that they came up with. To... Extraordinary.
2: Right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was, it was hotly discussed and anticipated and, and, uh, it took them, it took them five years to really get it right. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, I, I, did some, you know, some, some research on this and, and some of the folks there had been working or, or thinking about this for a long time. Uh, everybody kind of knew that it was going to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they really were, you know, they're stickler for quality at Taco Bell. And, uh, you know, they were not going to put out a product in the market that wasn't ready. Um, right. I don't know how many times I've had a disappointing fast food breakfast. Oh, yeah. uh, and they really had one shot to get it right. Uh, that's a, that's a weird time slot for Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. Uh, even with the, the mind altered substance crowd eight in the morning is not peak hours. No. Uh, and so they were really taking a risk in opening that eight to 11 time slot. And they had to, to bring a really compelling product to do it. Uh, and, you know, it, it really fit into getting the hash brown, right? Right. Because you have this crunch wrap that's effectively creating a, a folded pocket of hot ingredients yes. and that yeah. creates steam. Uh, and that's steam and, and, and hash browns don't mix. No. So it really takes, you know, precision and getting it out of the line yeah. quickly. Uh, and you know, it took a lot of work to get just the mix of oil and crispiness and the potato, right. To keep it solidified and this this
0: hits on something that's um been bothering me and i think uh a lot of the folks mm. in uh our condiment coalition online uh and that's the mathematics uh from a space folding perspective mm. uh are are not just intriguing but very difficult to reverse engineer do you have anything to say about the allegations that you're using hexaflexagons to get all of those
2: flavors stuffed inside of a crunchwrap I have a lot to say about that. Uh, it, it didn't make the book. Uh, it felt like it was just going to be too incendiary a topic mm. for the mass market. So I, I've kept a lot of my thoughts on that, you know, to the to the online world. Uh, Hexaflexagons, they get a bad rap. Uh, I think we should be embracing progress and change mm-hmm. in how we mathematically consider our fast food. Yeah, uh, it's you know, it's, it's integral to the Taco Bell story. Think outside the button, think outside that circle. Right. Uh, and so, you know, I don't really see a problem with it. I think there's, there's some work to do to kind of educate the public on, on, on the benefits of hexaflexagons.
0: Right. And, uh, we've talked a little bit about the work of Vi Hart here on the show, mm-hmm. uh, showing people on YouTube, how to make their own, uh, flex as she right. calls it using hexaflexagons. Uh, do you have any words uh, of, of encouragement or otherwise for those sort of DIY mathematical artists out there?
2: I mean, you you are all the future, uh, and we're not going to stop at hexaflexagons. Uh, I've seen some really interesting prototypes of octagons uh, being mm-hmm. used. Uh, it's it's challenging, uh, but it's important work. And you know, we're not going to see Taco Bell or the likes of Taco Bell in fifty, hundred years if we don't keep. You know, working to mm. find ways to conserve resources. Wow, that long thinking—I like that. It's it's important. You know, I'm I'm in this for the long run. I'm hoping to live to 150 with my consumption oh, of fast wow. food. Uh, I'm excited about what the future holds. Yeah, mm. uh, and you know, it's going to take everybody working together to make sure that happens.
1: What's the one item on the menu that you would tell everyone to avoid? Must stumper,
2: bottled water. Wow. Yeah, it's not good for the environment. Fair. Uh, and you're missing out on so many. So many amazing other products when you get water. Hmm. I think that's true. Uh, well,
0: all right. Well, I think with our time, that brings us to everyone's favorite game. Lick it or flick it.
1: <laughs> Bong! Uh,
0: that's right. We've been posting to uh, all of you lovely Condiment Coalition folks. These posers, these challenges uh, on uh, both our website at we have to ask.com and our Facebook and Twitter. We have to ask. And we asked you out there, Condiment Coalition, given these combinations, would you eat them, lick it? Would you love it? Or would you flick it, toss that stuff in the garbage? Uh, Jonathan, do you have the first challenge?
1: Uh, Yes. Uh, So this came to us from at Molly Nova. Uh, The three items that they are combining, uh, I don't know in what way, maybe a dip, possibly. Mm. Uh, But it is a pickle, an actual sunflower, Mm-hmm. And toothpaste specifically with the crystals.
2: Clean. Well, I mean, there's there's a there's a lot of work going on. And you know, there. flowers are really big these days, yeah. and especially in, in the haute cuisine uh, mm. world. Uh, I don't know how much of that has trickled down to to your audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's challenging food. Uh, I don't think that this would be something that most people would lick. Uh, I'm going to say that it was a flick.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, And yeah, that's how our community responded. Mm -hmm. This one was overwhelmingly 81% uh, for flick. Uh, Oddly with about 5% um, choosing not to vote, which it was an option. you had to click, right? I I abstain, right? Uh, It doesn't count people that saw it and, and actually chose not to vote. We don't have those statistics. Thanks, Facebook. Um. All right, we've got this next one here from D Chet eighty five. Why is that familiar? Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, but we've got uh, let's see, uh, three Taco Bell entries. Uh, we've got a Dorito Crunch Wrap, mm-hmm. a Dorito Crunch Wrap Supreme, mm-hmm. and uh, churros.
1: Mm.
2: You know, this sounds familiar to me as well. Um, it's actually something that I talked to some people when I was touring about mm. uh, so I maybe maybe I've contaminated your results a little bit but uh this is something called the Vegas uh in, in, oh it has a name in, in, in some circles uh it's it's really you
1: take a, a roll of the dice with this
2: one you do uh except the the dice are loaded just like those chalupas uh, and mm. you know they always come up 12 uh and that's you know I, I can't see anybody looking at that list of items and saying anything but but like it
0: yeah. Okay. This is why it's D. D. Chat. I-, I-, I. get it. it was, I've got a lot of fans, fans out was, there. Oh, you don't think this? You didn't put this suggestion in? Absolutely not. I don't. I don't. I shouldn't imply. That's uh. That's rude of me. That, that was. Um. But yes, overwhelmingly, uh, this was a licket. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and I have one more. Or do you have another one? No. No. Okay. Please. Then this will be our last one. Yeah. Uh. So this was brought up because of the fact that we're over the summer. Uh, cookouts uh, this is a, a sort of a snackies dream of a cookout uh, meal and it is a m&m peanut burger mm. with a junior mint sauce and that is now sandwiched by a twizzler bun
0: and I, I, before we dive in, I do want to thank all of our Condiment Coalition for hanging on so hard to our movie theater challenge. Yep. Uh, that, that was one of those things that I thought was going to spark up and fizzle out. Right. Uh, but they just keep coming up with new idea after new idea. And uh, some of these I've been putting into play when I uh, go to the theater.
1: And this is actually brought to you by at Ross Boss 34.
0: So oh, I didn't, I didn't mention that. Thanks, Ross Boss. Yeah.
2: Wow, that's 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 some innovation. Okay, um, I think that, so. that's really interesting to me. I'm I'm, I'm hoping that the coalition is going to go with me on this. But uh, you know, peanut butter, classic, uh, unusual flavor to put on a burger. Mm-hmm. Um, you see that on on diner menus across the country. Yep. Uh, you know, Junior mint, uh, great way to you know bring some interest to a to a milkshake. Mm-hmm. Um, I think yeah. even Starbucks is kind of putting some mint in their products recently. Right. Uh, and then you've got the Twizzlers, which are really uh, whew, man. I wish I had thought of that. Yeah, um, you see, Krispy Kreme buns, you see, mm-hmm. you know, waffle uh, yeah. buns, uh, but the, just the pure sugary redness of a Twizzler. Uh, I I would lick this. Um, I think it'd be interesting. I think it'd be fun. Uh, and I think uh, it's a narrow a narrow victory for uh, for this one.
1: Oh, uh,
0: well, I I wish I could say that you were correct. Um, unfortunately, we have a very vocal anti-Twizzler contingent. Yeah uh mm. in in our base and um they they shot this one down there were a lot i have to say of very disturbing photoshops that I, we had to scroll through uh when counting these votes um so uh, not a whole lot of actual votes mm. on this one mostly a lot of screaming
2: yeah uh, but it, it was a flick it you're gonna get that sometimes in the, in the food world things uh bring out passion I, and yeah. i appreciate that very yeah passionate. i
1: mean they they did change up the Twizzlers to possibly red vines. Uh, they're oh, much cool. more accepting of that, but we kept it to what Ross boss wanted. So, yeah,
0: we weren't willing to open that up. No, no, that would no. just violate, uh, everything about the creator's mission. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm afraid that brings us to the end of our time. Uh, Doug Chetterson, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank for you for having me. Uh, everybody, uh, be on the lookout for, uh, your book. Oh my gosh, we, we haven't said the title of your book. Uh, it's, it's about Taco Bell, but, uh, are you uh, ready to share that with the public?
2: Absolutely, uh, I'm really excited. Uh, it's the sixth book I put out there. Mm. Um, it's you know, binding the nation, mm. uh, the story of Taco Bell. Uh,
1: before you go, what's the one thing on the menu we all should be looking forward to?
2: Looking forward to. Okay, this is a this is an exclusive, mm. uh, but they are going to take all those ingredients you know and love and open up a build-your-own burrito option. Oh, God. Wow. Look for it in 2018. I can't wait.
0: Uh, Well, folks, uh, we just want to give our heartfelt thanks to Doug Chetterson for being on the show. Look out for his new book being uh, self-published by Taco Bell this fall. All right, everybody. We are back. Jonathan. Yes. I'm hungry. Can we we wrap this up and get some grub?
1: uh, We can take some time, because I ordered online
0: oh nice oh i see a little car on there oh my gosh they're uh oh they're just headed to the taco bell right it's fine yeah that's okay so yeah Yeah, we got some time time. uh let's wrap
1: yeah what did you think uh i am excited about the the build your own burrito i think that's going to be a really amazing yeah oh that reminds
0: me i um he dropped these on the way out uh these are non-disclosure agreements okay about the build your own burrito uh, so we're going to go ahead and have to, I guess, send a digital version of this out to I all mean, of our I mean, we technically listeners. don't have to. Um, he strongly implied that it was, uh, what's the right word here? Uh, legally recommended?
1: Okay. Yeah. Well, it's just recommended.
0: Okay. I mean, I guess we're probably fine. Yeah. Anyway, I interrupted you.
1: No, it's okay. That, that That's about it. Like, I'm just excited about the the feature of uh, i mean technically having a taco bell buffet Mm -hmm. that's going to be just a wonderful thing i hope it they start like expanding restaurants and having a shoney's-esque buffet of Mm. ingredients that you can just walk in they hand you uh some form of tortilla or you know taco shell and then you just go to town interesting i'm just gonna go with a bowl and i'm just gonna fill that Ah, so several options yeah i'm just gonna fill that shit ah, so up because
0: s- yeah, 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 yeah. i um i think i would choose
1: because it's always been that discussion and we've talked about it before mm-hmm. like which is the better route going with a filled burrito or going with a bowl which yeah. are you getting the most ingredients out of and yeah. we still don't know
0: no uh but i i feel strongly that a bowl is the right answer Bowl is the right answer uh those are just empty carbs yeah uh well folks uh, that's gonna do it for this week thanks for listening this has been another episode of do you call that food and until next time i'm marty
1: and i'm jonathan and as always yum 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 see y'all next time this episode of do you call that food is brought to you by uber eats and let's eat we'd like to thank our producers amy and harvey lobsters and thanks guys and Chaos for your our theme song new day Check them out on iTunes, and while you're there, check us out as well. If you're already a subscriber, give us a rating and a review. It really helps. Join the discussion online at WeHaveToAsk.com or on Facebook or Twitter at we have to ask, And don't forget to check the other podcasts on the PeaksLock Network at PeaksLock.com. Hey, this is Chris. And this is Joe from the Curioso Podcast. You are currently listening
0: to We Have to Ask. We Have to Ask? i got to be honest with you, I'm not sure what the hell is going on. So we have to ask. I've tried to ask,
1: and I I haven't gotten any answers.
0: How many times has this
2: happened to you?
1: I just want to listen to a podcast.
2: I can't choose from all these complicated structures and setups. You want to listen,
0: not think. That's why there's Hobo Radio. You'll feel like the smartest guy in the room... In a room by yourself. This doesn't take any intellectual thinking at all. Thanks, Hobo Radio. Hobo Radio, a weekly podcast on the Peak Sloth Podcast Network.